When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the one and only T-Quest. You are tuned into the T-Quest show. Shout out to my listeners. Shout out to my new listeners and the ones who've been rocking me forever. But in this show, if you haven't already, make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at T-Quest GLM. Download the T-Quest mobile app in your Google Play Store and your App Store. Sign up for my mailing list at GodLoveMeWorld.com. And if you even like my music, but you better like my music, make sure you go stream my stuff so one day I can buy me a bottle of water. Because, you know, as a starving artist, they're trying to keep us starving because I'm streaming. is absolutely crazy. And now that I got my random rent out, let's get into the show. Today, well, recently... I've been scrolling on Instagram, scrolling and scrolling, and then I heard this voice that caught my attention, and it was this man spitting them bars, and you guys know, as a hip-hop artist myself, my ears was definitely ringing, and when I heard what he had to say, I was like, let me let me hear that back, and I was like, I don't know who this man is, but I definitely have to get him on the T-Quest show. You already know, I don't really like to interview too many artists because no disrespect a lot of them sound the same have the same story but they don't know how to tell it in a unique way that sometimes as a personality I get a little bored so I like to seek out those unique people with great qualities and really have a story to tell that's a little different than your average because you guys know that your girl T Quest is not average and once I did my research I was like this is someone I definitely have to interview Ladies and gentlemen, Javon. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? What's going on? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I am amazing as usual. <laughs> amazing as usual. Now, are you always this calm? Always, always. Um, it's, it's one of the things that I pride myself on being, um, just being calm. Well, you didn't seem that calm in the clip that I heard. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a whole different story. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to music, I'm a, I'm a um, uh, based, based on uh, off of how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. is what you're going to get, you know, um, on to that. But that particular uh, uh, freestyle, it was just like, it, it, just, it just needed that. Now, was it just a freestyle that you were doing, or were you part of one of those challenges that are out? So, um, I I pretty much do all of the challenges that are out because I'm always pressed to do it. I haven't I haven't um recorded music like that. Um, I don't have any current music out there streaming or anything like that. I have like old mixtapes on on um. Uh, on like that pitch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, and people that know that I can rap, whenever there's a challenge, I always I always get DMs. I always get uh, uh, like tagged and different artists uh, doing these challenges. So, um, I, I just pretty much you know do it for the people that's that's asking for it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's why I'm at with it right now. It's kind of it's kind of fun. It's, it's it's recreation. Um, it's it's it's, uh, it's therapeutic for me. And it's something that I'm good at. It's one of the many talents that I have. Okay. Now, see, you touched on a word that I love to hear, which is therapeutic. You know, and like I've said on previous shows of mine, everyone knows that I do music reviews and I talk to artists all the time about their music and a lot of the new generational artists. I'm like, look, I, I get what you're doing. You know, this is your lane. This is... Music has to evolve, so I understand what's going on, but if you really 
um, trying to have longevity, you have to stand out a little bit, you know, and are you doing this music because you're great at it because you want attention or is it therapeutic for you? Like it was for us. Right. You know what I'm saying? But um, they make me sound like an old head. Compared to them. (laughs) you know what I'm saying when I remember um, going to Radio Shack all the time you know what I'm saying getting my Sharpie and my CDs (laughs) doing my own little demos you know and some of them don't even know what a CD is so I'm just like y'all make me seem so old and I'm really not but you know it's it's changing so much it changed it changed it changed I still listen to I still listen to the stuff I grew up on. Like, um, I can't I can't really get into today's music like that. I do my best to, um, you know, being being a being a, a coach of, of of a program of teenagers and young kids. Mm-hmm. I I kind of I kind of get caught listening to things that they like because they don't they they're not interested in the music that I like. Mm-hmm. And, and A, a newer artist of today's general music, and and I and I kind of take a liking to it, but it's not many. I tell you that for sure. <laughs> it ain't many. <laughs> no, I, I, I get it. I get it. You know, I really get it because I'm just like, um, okay, I hear you. The beat is fire. The cadence is a little too fast, but I don't even know you like that. I'm not trying to listen to the song a thousand times to figure out what you're saying. I didn't know what you said right. the moment that I hear it. Right. You right. Know? right. So. And, and that's that's one of the things that's most important to me when when I um, do music is to make sure that a message is delivered, you understand every single word that I'm saying, mm-hmm. and, and, and you feel it. It's important to me. And if I, if I don't get that from I'm an artist... I- I mean, you know, it's painful for us, but not for them. And I'm like, I can gravitate to it. Like, music is still my life, but to hear hours and hours of it, nah, there's there's no way. Like, I can't even get through a whole project of somebody's nowadays. But, you know, to each his own. Maybe I need another ear to do it and take breaks in between. I don't know. But a lot of breaks. <laughs> a lot of breaks. Absolutely. And, um, but how long you been doing music though um so i started doing music at like i, I wrote my I, I remember this like yesterday my, my dad and my uncle they were a rap group late late uh late 80s early 90s okay And 
I'm doing for recreation, you know. It's nothing like there's no there's no um I'm not I'm not trying to get a record deal. I'm not like out there uh uh doing shows or anything like that anymore, but there was a time that when I was, um yeah. No, I understand. I I try to tell people you may have a gift, but you don't always have to go about that gift like the average person. You know what I'm saying? Like just because you have the gift of being a music artist does not mean you have to go after a music deal. You know, you could just do it for the love and like you said, do it because it's therapeutic. You know, and I feel like a lot of artists should be doing what you're doing. I just had this conversation earlier and I'm like, yeah, people keep sending me all these challenges. I'm like, I don't want to do the silly challenges. I'm like, if I was to jump on board in any of them, I would jump on board of the ones, um, the musical challenges to even sharpen my skills and perfect my craft. You know what I'm saying? Since that actually is my lane. I get it when people want to be a little bit more entertaining because that's how you get your followers up yes but don't be so distracted by the entertainment that you forget the whole reason why you're doing this to begin with true 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 so um absolutely so you know i um stalked your page a little bit (laughs) because you know i even though it's I tell people when it comes to doing these radio shows, it's not an interview, it's a conversation. And it's kind of like when you first meet someone, you don't know anything about them. So, you know, you have a conversation and in the midst of it, you ask questions. But then sometimes it's nothing wrong with doing a little little research because certain things they may not bring up and you may want to address. So, you know, it's all about the balance of it. It's all about the balance. One thing that caught my attention on your page is when you were speaking, uh, I think it was a school? Yeah, I was speaking at an elementary school in Brooklyn. Yes, so tell me about the babies (laughs) (laughs) and how you truly feel about where they are because technically they are the future and I'm kind of scared right now. Yeah, yeah, and I, I let them know that. I let them know that as often as I can. Um, so I run, I run a youth program mm-hmm. outside of outside of um uh, the, the the of my regular job and stuff like that. And from from um doing a youth program, a youth basketball program, and the mixer the mentorship program, and 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 and. I'm always asked to come speak at different schools, whether it be high schools, middle schools, elementary, um, whether it's um, for career day or they, they, they're looking for mentors or, or anything pertaining to like helping young people, showing young people a black man in uniform, mm-hmm. a correction officer, you know what I'm saying? A black man in, in uniform, a correction officer that works in a jail and I was assigned to working with to working with the young people, the adolescents. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just, it's just like, it's just, it's just like a, a, like, 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 like a natural, a natural thing that I have. Um, also, my pops, he, he uh, they created this basketball league for us when we were kids. I took it over as an adult, nice. and um, and and in doing that, and I, I come, I come to find that kids, especially the the, the ones who aren't. Um, most disciplined, they 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 tend to they tend to cling to me in some way, shape, or form. Um, so what I do what I do for them is is, is what was done for me. I just pretty much, um, you know, show them the ins and outs of of of, of, of life, things that they're gonna they're gonna face, the different adversities, and how I was able to overcome it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't no angel at all, so I can't act like I was. So I know I kind of identify with some of the things that they that they're dealing with that they're up against. Yeah. So, so, so what I what I do for them is I um I created I create I create I'm, I create a schedule for them in which they're so they're so consumed with with positivity that they don't even have the opportunity to think about any negative. Yeah. And. And and I just I mean like so so I, I deliver that message pretty much wherever I, wherever I go whether I have to 
wear my uniform to do it or whether I can throw on a, some basketball shorts and a t-shirt and do it. Mm-hmm. It's constantly being done. Beautiful. Yeah. So what yeah. are some of the some of the questions that they ask you? Um, so a lot of kids don't know the difference between the police officer and the correction officer. Mm-hmm. So I get a, so I get a lot of questions like, oh, do I arrest? <laughs> do I arrest people? Why do I arrest them? Like, have I ever been in shootouts? Like, like, like crazy questions because they really don't know the difference between a uh, officer, a, a police officer, and a correction officer because the uniforms are the same. The patches are just different. Uh-huh. Um, I get a lot of questions about um, once they once I explain to them that the. the the, the, the functions of a correction officer, then they have a bunch of jail questions. Did I see anybody getting shanked? <laughs> Did I see... Um, <laughs> one kid asked me if I saw his dad, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, like... Wait, what I mean? like, say it's, what? It's yeah, the questions are, are, are demanding. Like, so, I just, um you know, it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of crazy questions, I mean, but I, I answer them all. I don't... It's not a question I won't answer. Um, like like I expressed to you, I'm a, I'm pretty much an open book. There, there, there isn't a question that I won't answer. If I don't have the answer to it, I will find the answer so that I can present it. But yeah, that's, that's <laughs> some of the questions that they ask. That that one bug me out if I feel if I feel it bad. I'm like, um, I can't say that I have. <laughs> you know, but oh. it's, the, it's the world we live in. I mean, absolutely. And. It's kind of sad, but like I said, it's the world that we live in. And I know in your field, you can't show too much emotion. And to a certain degree, you're kind of numb to what's going on. But the human side of you, (laughs) how does that person feel about seeing especially a lot of minorities in there you know um, i hate it i, I hate it I, I i used to tell i used to tell these guys all the time that i i wish i wish um i wish there wasn't such thing as jail i would i would probably be a, i would have probably have been a rapper you understand because and i say that because um leading leading up to me taking this job i was i was that's when i was really I was kind of really into music. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's a there's a, a good friend of mine. His name is Ali Vegas. Um, he was he was he was a big he was big time in Queens. Like like every every everybody knew who Ali Vegas was. And this is this is my my brother. I grew up in and stuff like that. So um, we recorded we was recording a lot of music. You know, um, doing shows and things like that. And when I was called to take on this job. I was, I was, uh, my, my, my son, mom, she was pregnant with my, with my 14 year old now, he's 14. Mm-hmm. And I had to, I had to make a decision. Like, you know, do I, do I chase, do I chase the dream of becoming a rapper because I'm good at it? Or do I get a job with benefits to, to, to ensure that my, to ensure mm-hmm. and know for a fact that my son is going to be good. I didn't want to gamble on, 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 on being the, uh, the rapper, but this is the route that I took. So I tell the people all the time that I come in contact with is if, if, if everybody did the right thing and jails were shut down completely, I would be fine. I would be fine with, with, with uh, pursuing another career or, um, or, 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 or really doing something that, that interests me and taking that on as a career as opposed to taking on this job just to you know provide and, and, and for security purposes and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's that's my take on it. Like I don't want to see, I don't want to see anybody in jail at all. Mm-hmm. But we know there's consequences for 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 um, wrongdoing and stuff like that. And again, I ain't gonna say like I was a I was an angel or nothing like that. But I um I was blessed to to uh to, to not be in the position that they're in. Mm-hmm. And um knowing that I could have been, <laughs> I um I, I'm always I'm always humble and, and understanding and and my approach is different from a lot of the others. So I don't have any issues. Like yeah. Everybody know what I do. It's not I don't hide it. It's not a, it's not a secret or nothing like that. Yes. I that's 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 my that's my own my occupation. Um it's not my life though, you know? Absolutely. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a lot, you know, and um, it's sad that there's so many broken homes. You know, mm-hmm. it's sad that a lot of people, especially minorities, don't have too many um, mentors to look up to like yourself. You know? They don't. Yeah, and I'm like, but how do we get more if they keep snatching us up? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what can we really do to change this? Because I feel like new generation, they're all emulating one another because right. they don't have enough mentors that they look up to, oh. or even they want to take the time to look up to and respect. Right. And that's very they, 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 they come across. They haven't, they haven't, they haven't came across a person that they respect enough to, to take their opinions, to take their criticism and stuff like that. They haven't. So, so, um, but I had a reason. Just like you said, that it's like it's like the blind leading the blind right now. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. There's no, there's no adult figure. There's no adult figure. They all, they all grown by age, but mentally they're not. They don't have a clue. They clue it. So if they're they're doing they're doing a bunch of things they have no business doing, and then they have um, young people watching them and thinking that's the way to go about doing things. Yeah. And, and it's not. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I don't know. What are we gonna do, right? I, I'm like I always tell people like I try to be like superwoman, right? I want to save the day. I want to make everyone happy, everyone smile, everyone laugh, like beauty pageant. I'm just looking for world peace, right? But then I realized all I'm doing is really stressing myself and breaking my heart because I can't save everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I still got a lot of growing to do within myself, you know? And I, I had to, it took me a while, but I finally realized like, look, I can't save everyone, but as long as I put in an effort, treat people the way I want to be treated, support when I can, do community things when I can, and then have an open ear for people who need like therapy or counseling and stuff, then I'm doing a great job, but I'm only one person. That's why I don't understand why there's so many so-called foundations and stuff, and they say they're here for the people, but like, are you guys really here for the people or are you just doing it for attention, hoping to get one of those free checks, if you know what I mean? Right, I know exactly what you mean. Um, I, I, I see, I see these things all the time, man. I can, I can, I can share, I can share a scenario with you that, that took place, um, that stuck with me. So there, there was a group of guys, uh, they were all in the eighth grade at, at, at this time. They all, um, played basketball for me and stuff like that. I started the AAU program, a travel team. Mm-hmm. At this particular time, I was, um, not only was I doing music and coaching, got, and coaching, um, kids, I had, I had started the process to become a correction officer. So everybody knows, you know what I mean? Like the, the schedule that they give you is, is crazy. Yeah. Um, once, once I started the job, of course, I wasn't able to coach those boys. Um, there was seven of them. Don't you know, maybe, uh, maybe a year of not, of not interacting with them daily or, or every other day the way I was, they all came through the jail, all seven of them. What? All seven, all seven of those kids came through the jail. Teenagers, all 16 years old, 16 to 17 years old, 15 to 16 years old. And, and just like you said, like, you can't, you can't save everybody, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't save everybody. And what, what led me to get back into coaching and starting a mentorship program and all these different things was I was able to have a conversation with each one of them, except for one. Yeah. Um, and they all said the same thing. They like, yo, like when you stop coaching us, like we ain't have nothing to do. So we just started like hanging out with these dudes. They all joined gangs and stuff like that, and mm. um, they just they just started like doing criminal things. Yeah. Um, following following behind adults who were encouraging them to do criminal things because of their age, they thought they wouldn't do as much time as an adult was. But they're charging they're charging them. Um, they was charging at this time. They was charging teenagers. They was trying them as adults. Oh my so gosh! If you if you if you committed if you committed a, a crime that's punishable for twenty years as a sixteen year old, you're going to get twenty years, and that's oh. what, and that's what happened to each of them. It's sad. 
Yeah. Sad story. Um, but um, you know, from from that, I would always get like, yo, know, like you can't save the world. Like that's that's you know what I mean. Like that's not on you. But deep down, I feel like I feel like I'm. I can't say I'm responsible, but mm-hmm. I feel like if I was still able to be around them the way I was. Um, mm-hmm. keeping them busy and playing ball, they would they would be off to playing college ball like some of the rest of my kids. They, they'd have been professionals or something. Or, or in the big league in the NBA. But these group of guys, they um they were really talented too. And um, they threw their lives away. Yeah. It is kind of sad. And um, that's something that you don't want to eat at your heart. You know, because I even tell people, they're like, Quest, you're always on the phone. You're always talking to me. But when you ever take a break, when you turn your phone off, I said, you don't realize I'm too far into this now. I'm too many people's go to. And I God forbid the one night I don't answer it's going to be the night somebody is going to be on the verge of suicide. And I'm the one person they wanted to talk to. And I didn't answer. And that is scary. And I know I can't think like that, but I can't help it. I'm too far into this. You know, and I'm like, dang. And they're like, well, you need to come back here. I'm like, I can't be everywhere. Well, we need you. I need me too. So what do you do? (laughs) You know, I feel like no matter what, we're always in an uncomfortable position. But then again, you have to be the model of the type of people that you hope people would become. You know what I'm saying? Just like with the whole like profanity thing. I don't use profanity. I know a lot of people do. And people was <laughs> well, you know that's better than nothing, <laughs> and, you know. And then some people, once they started hanging out with me more, they actually decided to bring it down a little bit to almost none. And I'm saying, look at that—a walk-in example—and it kind of worked. It doesn't work all the time, absolutely not. I'm like, I don't want you to not be yourself, but you know, it's a little. Like, calm that down. Just like in music, too. A lot of people use so much of it. I'm like, do you know other words? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure it out. There's a lot of words that you could use to substitute that. I, mm-hmm. I do my best to stay away from cursing in music. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes <laughs> this is, and this is my take, this is my take on, on profanity. Sometimes the message is, is received a little better if you use one of those words in that profanity vocabulary, in that profanity dictionary right yeah it it, it just comes across it just comes across in a way that 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 it means business and i don't like want like want like i don't i don't use the b word like i don't call females bees like that was something that that i guess was instilling me from young i have a i have a mom i have a sister i have a host of cousins a female cousin i don't like i don't understand that word Mm-hmm. So 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 when I when I when I see young people throwing it around, when I see females referring to each other as that, as like a as like a hey like hey like mm-hmm. like what is that like like I don't I don't understand it I don't get it but I know you know in today's in today's world today's time it's a, it's an acceptable thing and um and I don't know I just well, that's one of the things I just never get with. But yeah, I, I get you with the profanity. I do my I do my best <laughs> to um to, to to not use it. But again, like in certain situations, like 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 say, if I'm coaching, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm coaching and 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 I'm not getting the message across, mm-hmm. and then I call a timeout and I and I form a huddle and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Get your ass in there! And they're looking at me with the fish eyes, and then they go out there and they play their behinds off, and we win the game. Yeah. It was worth it. No, I get it. I totally get it. And I even told myself, okay, question, a little older now, you know, and maybe I'm like, mm. <laughs> I'd be tempted and I'd be like, no. And then when I'd be writing, I'm like, this would sound so good. If I wrote this, I'm like, no, I'm not breaking this. But now I look at it from a mature perspective. I'm like, it's not like, I'm one of the people that's saturating my lyrics with it. Or even when I have a conversation with someone 
And then you're right, yeah. it does help you get certain points across even better. Yeah. You know, but I'm still not there yet. <laughs> you know, I still have my other ways of doing it, but I feel like one day it may happen, but hopefully it's not in like a crazy way because I don't want no tension that bad that <laughs> something slip out. But with you, like, you're actually a very gifted and talented um, artist. So when you use it, I'm sure it's in great content. With other people, they're just new to because they think it's cool. Even with music, um, as a tastemaker in the industry, they'd be like, well, here's a clean version and a dirty version. And to be honest, I don't even listen to the dirty version. Like, I like clean music. I like radio-friendly music. That's just me personally. And I'm like, but why does every song have to have two versions? If you really don't have, if you're really not talking about nothing or have great content, why can't you just do one clean song and call it a day? But a lot of them don't even know how to. They don't know how. They really it, don't. It, they really that, don't. That, has, that, that, that right there, that has, a, that, has a lot to, that has a lot to do with the surroundings. That mm-hmm. has a lot to do with the upbringing, stuff like that. Like, I, um... I used to get in. I used to get in trouble as a kid for cursing, right? Good. Nice. But I never did. I never did it in front of an adult, mm. right? Yeah. I, 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 I was raised in a way that you know you should, you should be respectful um, when other people around. No, no way you're surrounded, and so amongst amongst my friends, I would curse. But mm-hmm. you know, you always got that one little snitch cousin or. <laughs> I would get tightened up for it, but I would my, my argument would be, but it's like I didn't you didn't hear me say it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Absolutely. And and that's kind of, that's that's the kind of approach I take when it comes to it still to this day. Like like I like I explained, like I used a scenario early when a little while ago when I said, um, to fire to fire up my, my kids team, I would call a time I'd pull them in a huddle. And I would use a few cursor. I would use some profanity mm-hmm. to fire them up and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying, and yeah. then I, and they get there, they get back out there and play. Now, now their parents, their parents don't know what I said in that huddle unless one of those kids go back and tell them, or unless one of the parents act, I tell them whatever the case may be. But they don't know because mm-hmm. I would never, I would never be cursing and being all ratchet and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not me. You know, I, I would uh, I would explain to the parents later. It's asked what was said, and they like, yo, man, like they was really playing. I don't know what you said to them, but say it to them all the time. I'm like, only if you knew. And you don't <laughs> need saying? to know. <laughs> right. So, so that so that just goes that just goes to say, man, like you know, it's 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 just done. When coming from me, it's it's coming from a good place. <laughs> no, I get it. It's <laughs> kind of like that. Anything. That parent with the tight lip. You don't sit on Because you know they mean business. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, but um, not to dwell too much on that or music because mm-hmm. I'm really concerned <laughs> about the babies. Um, <laughs> tell us a story about. A young person's life that you help molded, or something you've done or said to them that made them a better person, even in for that moment. Like they was like, "Thank uh-huh. you so much for that." My 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 phone my phone rings. I get a phone call every single day from a person, whether they're an athlete. Whether they in the streets, mm-hmm. whether they whether they're an officer, whether they're a parent, a single mom, a dad, I get phone calls, I get text messages regularly with people who who who, and it's weird because some of these people are they're, they're way older than me mm-hmm. and they're seeking advice. Um, uh, I can I, I'll give you the most recent. Um, there's a gentleman who. Who um he is in his twenties now. He's maybe like twenty two, twenty three, mm-hmm. and he's he's a he's a professional boxer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this kid came through the jail. I didn't know this guy. He came through the jail as an adolescent, but he figured sixteen, seventeen years old. Um, 
I saw him in passing a few times and stuff like that. We never really had any um any any interaction and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he he has he he has uh, young kids that he was interested in placing in my league. So when placing them into my league, me and him developed a relationship. Now this guy was in the streets, big time. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's he's uh into in, into too much. Um, always fighting though. Right? Yeah. So I suggest, like, maybe you should fight professionally, you know, generate yeah. a check for it, since that's <laughs> something that you like to do. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and just, I want to say, uh, say October, he had his first professional fight. Wow. As a, as a boxer. So I'm not saying that I encouraged him to be a boxer or anything mm-hmm. because he, um, he, he, from what I understand, he started training or whatever as a teenager um, when he started getting older, but he just couldn't stay out of trouble. Yeah. So now this guy is a professional boxer and he plans to be, he plans to be one of the next best and I think he's, you know, big time and there's mm-hmm. things that you have to do, things that you have to stay away from, things that you have to change. So whenever whenever this guy gets gets a little, uh, you know, I need to make some money quick, or I need to do, yeah, get on my phone, then I gotta talk him off the ledge. Listen, boy, <laughs> you, you you hungry? I like, I'm gonna send you Uber Eats. Like, know what I'm saying, like, you don't yeah. got, you, you need you need to you need to get from here to there. All right, here, here's a, you know, like I send him money here and there. You know what I'm saying, like, yeah, because because I know I know. Well, he's a talented kid. He don't. He don't have any. Any. Um. He never had any adult figures, which is sad because there's a lot of there's a lot of young adults that don't have adult figures who um who took the time out to to, to help help them become anything. Yeah. So 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 once once I became that firm, I had to continue that, and I'm going to continue that. And he just one. He just one out of many stories. There's a bunch of grown grown adults who I help I help them with getting into college. I help them buy books for college. I help feed them. I mm-hmm. I help move them. I help and I'm saying like and that's just it's just out the kindness of my heart. I don't look for anything in return. I don't care if they get rich and become millionaires because I, I'm doing what I need to do for me and my family to make mm-hmm. sure that I'm okay. So I don't look for anything. I just do it just because I feel like it's supposed to be done. Like everybody needs somebody. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a beautiful thing because nowadays that's so hard to come by because the average mind is like, help you. I'm trying to help me. (laughs) And I'm like, that's not what it's supposed to be. But the mind is so cluttered with the darkness of society that people are not really thinking the way that they should because if we actually took the time out to help one another, we all can be in a better place. That's You know, but society has got so many minds twisted that it's very scary. You know, I, and I we. Think, I, I kind of think that it's, that it's just it's it's just it's more so our community than yes. others. You know, like mm-hmm. there's, there's other there's other there's other cultures other. Ethnic groups who who um, support each other in mm-hmm. ways that that um, ours don't. Like we we're, we're like like blacks are like grabbing a barrel. Like mm-hmm. I mean, so so if 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 we continue if we continue with that mindset, then it's always going to be the same. And, and 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 it goes back to that's why that's why I created like this, the groups that I have, the mm-hmm. programs that I have, because I feel like if I can create a community of of, of little me's versions of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like I'm pretty. I'm a pretty um good example. I, I mean, and 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 good role model and figure stuff like that. And I continue to to expose them to things that will benefit them in the future. A community of them. Like I have, I have um, I get like 500 kids that come to my program a year. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. this, is, this is this is this is all volunteer work, you know, like 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 I'm I'm a co located out of a out of a middle school which is which is I'm con- I'm con- I'm under contract to use a school to do the things that I knew I need to do as far as 
um, sports or, 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 or sessions, group sessions or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they allow me to, they allow me to do it. And I don't, I'm not receiving a single cent for this. This is all like, again, like community work, work that's needed and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's beautiful. And it's it's <laughs> it's interesting how we're always talking about the other cultures and stuff, but I'm like, we was pretty much ripped from our culture, you know? They took our identities and we all are aware of this. So now that we're aware of what happened, what's the new solution? The new solution. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They did what they did. Exactly. Now it's up for us to build us back up instead of becoming exactly what they wanted us to become, which is ignorant if you catch my drift. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I'm like, come on. Yes, they brainwashed us to think like this, to look at each other's competition, to look at each other's sideways for no reason. We get that. But when are we going to break that cycle because clearly they saw something in us that they were intimidated by figure it out and let's figure this out together you know what i'm saying and that's why i commend people like you and like myself that's trying to do as much as we can but we still need more you know i was saying um, the other day about when it comes to old sayings they're not just sayings this stuff is real it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. They didn't even say children. They said a child. One child. Yeah. You know, and it, it just like, it breaks my heart to see the culture the way it is. You know, to see the people's mindset. I'm like, do you really think like that? But it really goes back to what they was taught. The people that they emulate the how you grew up. I said, but you may have grew up this way. This is the life you're accustomed to. But the thing is this, if you didn't like it, why are you continuing this generational curse instead of being the one to break it to be better for the next generation? True. But it's all about how strong their mindset is. And it's all about that mindset. Absolutely. Know? And I know plenty. I know plenty of people. I know plenty of people I can name a host of people who've been in the worst situation and mm-hmm. are, and you would never be able to tell they carry themselves in a way that, that, um, I feel like everyone should carry themselves. You know what I mean? Respectful, yeah. um, um, you know, uh, well, well dressed, well groomed, um, uh, uh, speaking in, in a respectful manner and stuff like that. So, so it's, it's the person. You know what I mean, like, I, like when, when I come up, because like, cause you know, in, in the environment that I work in, you come across individuals who feel like, like this is this is how I, I look. look my, I grew up in a foster home. I, mm-hmm. I, um, I, I, I don't know my parents. They one was on drugs, one was in jail. Like, mm-hmm. and, and and they and they just continue on that cycle. And then I come across people who come from that same. They come from the same thing they came from, and they are successful business owners or mm-hmm. they are um high ranked uh, uh law enforcement officials or you know what I'm saying like so yeah. I, I look at it I look at it as an as an excuse. And and I ain't I ain't afraid to tell a person that that's using that as an excuse when it is one. I'll tell them in a minute. Yeah, that's an excuse, it's a horrible excuse. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And um and sometimes sometimes uh Sometimes they, you know, people, people, they can, they can accept it, mm-hmm. and sometimes, sometimes people don't know how to take it. Yeah. So, so it can, it can, it can go either way, you know. Mhm. Yep. So, what do you think is needed, or something that we can do realistically to help out the babies, <laughs> so they can grow up to be mm-hmm. bigger and better? Um, you gotta, first we have to, you gotta identify, you gotta identify people who, who are interested in teaching and, 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 and showing like, 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 like physically showing them the direction or, or guiding them in a way that there's, there's nothing, you can't be nothing less than successful, like, mm-hmm. you gotta 
you have to you have to identify those people first. I mean, like, and once you identify those people, because sometimes those people they take on so much, they yeah. get burnt out. Yeah. So 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 those people those people have to once 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 we once you identify those people. You get you you know you 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 put a program together like like I started a, a mentorship program. I got a, I got about thirty between twenty five and thirty boys mm-hmm. between the ages of like ten and sixteen. Yeah, and I and I was meeting with them twice twice a month. Um, I started in January, so I was able I was able to identify two young people in the group that can that can host. I can host a session if I didn't feel like it. You understand? Yes. So, 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 the, the the people that we identify to create these programs to run and host, they have to then identify people who can hold it down for them. Those people will identify people who can host for them, and then you just continue. You just continue on that cycle. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like that's one of the things that's not happening anywhere. Well, it's happening. But we don't we don't hear about it. You mm-hmm. understand? Yeah. Like I, I put out a notice saying like, oh, um, I put out a notice in December. Um, this January, I'm rolling out my, my I'm rolling out a mentorship program. It's something that I've been thinking about doing for a long time. Um, everything that I'm implementing within these within these uh, sessions is things that I was implementing when I in the jail setting with adolescents. Yeah. We would have group sessions. We would have um a little little contest. We would have uh we we would we would have discussions about um you know we would talk about their goals. We would talk about what's the what's the first thing that you would do when you would get released. Mm-hmm. Now now I'm, I'm not in a jail setting, and I'm asking these guys similar questions, but we not even we they not they not in jail. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm trying to make it so they never go. So. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the the first the intro session was like everybody introduced themselves, your likes, your dislikes, your nickname, all that stuff. So when I when I when I stand up and I tell these guys my likes, my dislikes, when I tell them my nickname is Hood, when I tell them that that, that I'm also a correction officer, they confused. Mm-hmm. Like how is that how is that possible? Yeah. You know what I'm and this is, and, and and you know like I again like I answer every single question. If there, there ain't a question I, I I won't answer. So I, I I answer every single question that they have, and now we have an understanding. Now um, it's it's just it's just like one of those one of those things that I'm blessed to be able to do. You know like mm-hmm. like a like another one of those talents. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it's doable. It's a hundred percent doable. Like people just gotta, gotta wanna, gotta wanna um, they gotta wanna do it. You know? Absolutely. You got there's, there's young people that need it, and they don't they don't know how to they don't know what to do how to go about doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you know the the parents they they they're consumed with work. They're consumed with work and stuff like that. They don't really. They don't. They don't have the opportunity to figure out that there's a program for 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 their son or for their daughter that they can put that they can put their um put their kid in that can help like really mold them outside of what they learning what they learning in school. Yeah. So it, it just has to be like 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 a platform like this, like what you're doing for me right now mm-hmm. is your is your is your to your viewers like all of the things that I do in my community. Now at the end of the conversation. At the end of the interview, if anybody's, if anybody with young kids that's interested in playing basketball or being a part of the mentorship program, they'll they'll be reaching out to you for my information, that which I'm gonna I'm gonna give to you, and then we're gonna go from there. Because when this thing, when this pandemic thing ends, we gotta get back to business. Absolutely. I'm saying I'm I'm on, I'm on Zoom with my boys, with my boys uh, every every week. Just yeah. like just like uh just like a regular practice day. Mm-hmm. We have practice every day, every Friday. Every Friday at seven thirty we have basketball practice. Dope. So every so every Friday we're gonna get on the zone and I'm gonna make them work out like we have in basketball practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like but it would be better to do it in a in a gym setting and stuff, so 
once we get back to things, you know, we're going to be good to go. No, you're right. Because no matter what happens in life, even if it's a setback, life is still going on, which means you still have to continue to handle your business. You know, but a lot of people don't know how to maneuver in negative or uncomfortable or devastating situations. And that's where the people have to grow to. And it takes people longer. But I believe that everyone have the ability to do it. And that goes back to the way you was brought up. <laughs> you know, the mentors that you have. And <sighs> it's sad. But something that you did say when it comes to the good people that's really trying to give back. Like, it's just a small amount of us in these huge situations and we are tired and we are worn out and it's just like oh and you're like you need to slow down i'm like no i don't need to slow down per se i need you to help me True. you know don't tell me like well you can't always be here i'm like i can't but you can help me be here for some True. you know what i'm saying and i'm just like what do we do and hey. that huh go ahead I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one of the things that I that I started to do when I noticed when I noticed um, I was becoming like a little overwhelmed. I was becoming a little overworked. I always questioned like why why I was in the position that I'm in in terms of like like always doing for others, right? Yeah. So once I realized like why. It's because it's like a blood thing, like a bloodline thing. Like my, my in school for for damn near thirty years, and then my dad was was doing basketball. He ran basketball tournaments. He created a travel team, stuff like that. Yeah. So when I realized that, then then then, then I had a better understanding, right? Mm-hmm. Once 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 I understood, and I started to feel overwhelmed and overworked. Um, you get a lot of parents who who are passionate about their kids being being competitive or being really good mm-hmm. at at a sport or whatever it is, right? Yeah. I started I started to approach those parents about taking on a role as opposed to just coming, standing on the sideline, making comments, showing their passion the way they show it. I, I started. I started to. I started to tell them like, "Come be a part of what I'm doing. Help me out, right? Yeah. Indirectly though, I was doing it indirectly. So, so I would. I would have. I would. I would. I would be literally molding them into becoming um, coaches without them knowing it. Mm-hmm. And and in doing that, I develop a staff now. Now I have a staff, and not just me. It's a staff. Yeah. I have about I have about uh, six or seven adults in my on my staff. Um, I have, I have seven adults, and I have three uh, teenagers, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, two high school kids, one middle school kid. So now I'm teaching them every single thing I know about how to successfully run a, a league, a basketball league, or how to coach a team. So when I when I'm when I'm having one of those moments when I'm feeling like I need to take a day or I need to step back, yeah, I know I know that it's still gonna it's still gonna run. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll go back to identifying those people. You gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta see them. Like like somebody there, there was people there was people who saw things in me that I didn't see in myself. Mm. And once they pulled it once they pulled it out, it was like it was no turning back. No, I can definitely understand that. And sometimes just having human moments, it's not as easy finding those people. But when you do, it's definitely a blessing. You know, because to be honest, nobody wants to do things by themselves. You know, they don't want to have these burdens. They don't want to have these situations. And with me being like a love therapist, I always resolve everything back to relationships. Like people may say certain things, but who really wants to be alone? You know what I'm saying? Who doesn't want to have a partner, someone to help you with this? Like children should be in a two parent home. Who really doesn't want that? 
Let's be real. <laughs> That's the same thing with businesses and entrepreneurs. We're here by ourselves when we started, you know, and you meet all these snakes and people that's just after the wrong things and not really here for the business and the growth. And you're like, well, you know, I'm like, you know, I'll do it myself. Well, you know, you shouldn't do it by yourself. You should have a team. I said, don't you think if I can find the right team and the right people that I can trust with my brand and my baby, I would have it? Like, you you sound crazy. Of course I would want it. But it's hard to find those people. You know, and it takes time. You know what I'm saying? But one thing I did want to ask you before um, we get off this air, because we down to the five last minutes, is you do so much from your regular job to your your after-school activities, work with the kids, family, music, everything. Like, how do you truly balance it all? Um, I, I'm, I'm a huge planner. And I, it's, this is one of the things that I learned from the person who discovered who discovered the me before I discovered me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. She bought, me a, um, she bought me a planner. She bought me a planner. And I'm like, what, are, like, what the hell is this? Like, what am I, <laughs> what am I doing with this? <laughs> And she was like, you need to start writing things down because you be forgetting and you be overbooking. And, like, and, and she was right. And I actually sat down. I took that planner mm-hmm. and I literally planned. I planned my life monthly, weekly, till it became hourly. Wow. Um, and I do it daily, sometimes two or three times in the day. Mm-hmm. Like well, like I, I can give you my I can give you my schedule, I can give you my what my schedule would have been this week. So mm-hmm. I work Monday I work Monday through Friday on Rikers mm-hmm. from from seven to three, right? Okay. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is basketball on my youth travel basketball team, right? Yeah. Tuesday. Thursday evening, my son, my eight-year-old, has karate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Saturday, Saturday, I do my mentorship program from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., and then we go in the gym from, I host a, a youth development basketball league where I have, like, 200 kids in between ages pre-K and in uh, sixth grade. Um, we go in the gym from, from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Wow. Saturday evenings, I usually go to a baby shower, uh, uh, um, a housewarming, um, a family gathering event, a bar mitzvah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. And then Sundays, I just literally turn my phone off for for for, for like the first eight hours mm. when I, that I open my eyes, unless I have basketball tournament sometimes we're in brooklyn we got to play in coney island or we got to play in, in in the bronx or we're in harlem or we're in queens long island like i'm i have my, I, like my schedule is so busy i have to plan it daily now it's down now it's down to to, to, to planning it by the hour mm-hmm. and i do it as often as possible i sync my phone so the calendar that I have, like as soon as I open my eyes, I have a calendar right on the wall. Wow. I take my phone to that calendar and I just go. Okay. Yeah. That that yeah. definitely makes sense. Cause I remember one time I couldn't wait to like December. They're like, when you sign up for Christmas? I'm like, no. I get my new <laughs> yearly calendar. <laughs> get my planner. Right. I'm so excited. I, I used to I schedule it. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me see what size I want to get. What color? Most like I'm get the black one. You know, okay, goes with everything. I'm like, hmm. Right. Much. And they're like, is are you serious? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm dead serious. You know what I'm saying? But it's real like that. But um, I just want to say I want to appreciate you coming on the T Quest show. It's been. Super awesome. I know we could have talked about so many different things, you know, <laughs> and interviews like this with people like you, it makes me even more excited about what I do. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Keep up the great work, too. It's much appreciated. Yeah. You know, I, I be trying. I be trying. But, you know, we're definitely going to probably get you back on the show again, you know, mm-hmm. if you have the time for little old me. But, um... <laughs> 
that concludes another T-Quest show. I thank all my listeners for tuning in, and you already know how I do. Soon as you go, download that T-Quest mobile app in the Google Play Store and your app store and give me that five stars in my review. You're already aware that the person that I've interviewed, all the information will be up there. So make sure you guys follow them, and if you have any questions, Hit them up in a DM or email, depending on what information I put up there. And let's make this world a better place. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at TQuestGLM. And download that Tika Mobile app yet again. Make sure you go on that mailing list, GottaLemmeWorld.com. And if you like my music, which I'm sure a lot of you do, if you got any type of sense, make sure you go stream my stuff. Check out T-Quest over in out. Meow.